the NFL stands for not for long. Except Sharga and Armstead. Roll out. Walker still running out. Looks to the left. Wide open. Thompson touchdown. Colin Thompson with the touchdown. There was nobody within 20 yards. What of a catch off the bobble. Colin Thompson scoops it up. Lofting corner of the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. The first NFL touch for Colin Thompson is a score. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Colin Thompson Show, presented by Not For Long Media and our official sponsor, the Original Fudge Kitchen. They ship fudge and sweet treats across the country. You know that because you're tuning in on a weekly, daily basis, and we appreciate that. FudgeKitchens.com. Saltwater taffy season for me is all year round. Fudge season, gifts, desserts. It's fantastic. It's rich. It's been made there. 50 years of business they've been doing at the Fudge Kitchen. FudgeKitchens.com. Ship it across the country to you if you can't get to the six locations down the Jersey Shore. That's Jack Connell. I'm Colin Thompson. Check out all our shows here at Not For Long Media. We have all of them firing on all cylinders right now. Lots of fun going on with Trending Thoughts with Tori Smith. We have, what do we have, Jack? You're going to help me out here. We got the Breaking Bats podcast. We have uh, geez. Sam Harry Boner Show. Keith. Showtime Speaks. Showtime Speaks. Sam Boner Show. So we're rocking and rolling. Plenty to talk about in the football world. MLB playoffs. Lots going on. Mike Gill will be jumping on. I'll be jumping on his show. But Jack and I wanted to do a little argument here before we hop on Mike's show, which will come out every Tuesday for us. We had a show on Monday because there was so much to discuss. And then later this week, Jordan Schultz will be joining us, and that will come out probably Wednesday or Thursday. So we're going to have three shows this week. It just happened that way. You know, mainly I like to fly by the seat of my pants. So – we were on the Sam Boner show earlier. A few people in national media, a few people are sending texts. Jalen Carter, Jalen Hurts for the next five years. I think it's the most asinine debate I've ever heard. Worse than Nick Foles or Carson Wentz, 610, 632. I cannot do that. I'll just be blatantly honest. I think it's a, I just, I'll start over. I think. People saying that they'll take Jalen Carter over Jalen Hurts for the next five years are crazy. Absolutely crazy. Prime time, top 10, top five quarterbacks in the NFL do not grow on trees. Two to three Jalen Carters, I still would take the prime time, top five quarterback in the NFL in Jalen Hurts. Point blank period, no doubt about it. What do you say, Jack? I agree. You pin when you proposed this to me, you did not include the five years part. You just said, who would you rather have? So I took that as for the rest of their careers, you could only have one of them. I still would take Jalen for the rest of his career. He's I would take, I would take Jalen hurts. I can't say Jalen. Yeah, you're right. I I would take hurts in the five year realm and over the rest of their career. If you like, so way I phrase this is hurts is the starter for the rest of his career. So that's like what? 36, 37. I'm taking Jalen Carter in that one. And I know you're crazy or not. You're crazy. I know you think I'm crazy, but I mean, the way I think about it, I have never seen a defensive lineman this productive this early into their career to the point because where they're, they're usually still- on a bad football team. What's that? They're usually on a bad football team, but they he's got just- eight other guys in the, that they got to worry about their defensive line is insane. Sorry. But you say that he has the second most pressures of any, I think it's either defensive tackle or defensive lineman. Still, he is the second most pressures while being double teamed. I don't think that's got to do it. I mean, double if that doesn't matter how good the rest of your defensive line is. If you're being double teamed, 
it doesn't matter if you're the, who your other three guys, if you're still winning that, that's still an insane stat. That's and fair point. he's playing just extremely well. He is in the backfield every single play. And the thing that's crazy thing about all of this, he's putting up all these stats. He is playing at or less than 50% of the snaps so far this season. It, it's unprecedented. I've never, like I just said, I've never seen a defensive lineman this dominant this early in their career. And the fact is, is if he has a average career projector, like projected career for how he is as a player, and a defensive lineman's lifespan in Philadelphia, you've got another nine, 10 years of him at this level and two to three years of him at a little bit less than that. If you follow the same length of Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's career that it, you have the chance to have the next Reggie white. If he continues that. No doubt. No doubt. Mike, is that two minutes here? We got Mike giving the high sign here. Two minutes. Um, I just want to make sure I didn't want to cut you off, Jack, but we got live rate. Two minutes left. Two, uh, two minutes. It is. So, yes. Um, beautiful. I, I think Jack, you bring up great points, right? You're bringing facts to the table. I, I love it. I just, and again, the double team stat with the pressure, amazing. He's, in, I get it. He could be, and it, I don't want to take anything away. You could even take it this way. Would you rather have Aaron Donald for five years in his prime or Jalen Hurts in the five years of your prime? I would take Jalen Hurts in a five year period. I'm taking a quarterback, but if it's over a ten year period, I'm taking defensive lineman just because I, Jalen Hurts. The opposite, because those D linemen get beat up. You can't touch a quarterback now. The thing is that I worry about Jalen Hurts long term. I think in five years he's fine, but he's taken a lot of lower body injuries at this point in his career that I think with his mobility, I still think he'll be a pretty good pocket passer with his accuracy and everything else. But I think a lot of his mobility will start to wear away once we get through this contract and these five years are up and that's year six, year seven. I think that changes who he is as a player. And that's the reason I don't try to commit to him because I just look at the injury history right now. I mean, obviously, yeah, Jalen Carter could unfortunately go out and have a really brutal injury in two, three years, and yeah, that changes things in this conversation. But right now, he's very healthy. So, all right, listen, interesting debate. I love it. Jack's always on the money, just like our friends over at SeatGeek promo code Colin Thompson uh, for twenty bucks off your tickets or more and a wealth advisory services. Keep your money. Wealthadvisoryservices.com. They are the premier financial advisors for everyone from Cape May, Pennsylvania, and across the entire country. Wealthadvisoryservices.com, 100 years of experience in their office. Jack Connell, appreciate you coming in. we got the great Mike Gill jumping on the show now. Could get a little loud here. With a live band, beer stein hoisting contest, football toss challenge, and fun and games with 97.3 ESPN and more. The event is free, so head to the Boardwalk and Beach from 1130 to 530 on Saturday, September 30th. Resorts Casino Hotel, one of a kind. Now, back to the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. All right, Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. Our film study with Colin Thompson, NFL tight end from the Colin Thompson Show on Not For Long Media. He is with me now to take a look back at the Eagles' win. What did he see from that game last night? I don't know. Are we describing that as an ugly win last night, Colin? Do you like the term ugly win at any win? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Because that means people have preconceived notions about the team they're facing and all these different things. That's professionals on the other side of the line of scrimmage there. I think Baker Mayfield actually looks really sharp. I know that's shocking people. I've had the chance to play with Baker last year in Carolina. Baker was delivering the ball, had some zip on the ball. And I think he's reinventing himself. He'll sign a nice contract in the offseason. I think he looked 
nice. They have some great weapons there. Obviously, the Eagles can match up well with really anybody because of the upfront, how they play, and then because of the skill positions they have in the defensive backfield and the receiving group. But to answer your question, Mike, before we get into things, not a fan of the ugly win uh, because a win is a win in the NFL, especially on the road in a humid situation. It's hot as hell down there in Tampa. I played a lot of games down there. It is very humid. Um, and credit to the O-line. The team's in shape, especially after 10 days off. That's hard to do. So the O-line and D-line were fresh, ready to go, but to weather the storm and the heat, it's hard to do. All right, uh, let's go over a couple things. Do you care? Teams, obviously, it sounds like they don't care about winning ugly. You know, let's say you the coaches look back at that tape and they're in the film room and they say, hey, we made this mistake, we made that mistake, and yet we still won the game. Uh, that's the Eagles turned the ball over twice last night. I mean, obviously, they didn't play a clean game. They had a couple drop passes. But what's that film room like today after that game last night? And I like that one throw from, Jay, from you know Jalen in the back right corner of the end zone there. That guy made an unbelievable play, that safety flying across the line of scrimmage. But it's a great, it's a great discussion, Mike, right? Like, that's after every game. It's like, hey, we did some great things. We really made some mistakes, too, and we won the game. Hey, we did some great things, made some mistakes, and we lost the game. Like, that's football. You're going to make mistakes, and that's why I don't – I think in the fantasy football world, everyone wants their player to have all this production. And with gambling, we need to win by more than this, or it's not acceptable. Um, l- let's be real, folks. Like, this league has more parity than it's ever had. I mean, right? People say this and that about the Arizona Cardinals and how they're tanking for the first pick. My opinion, they should be three and zero, and they just beat a really good Dallas Cowboys team, Mike. So it's a great point and great question. Well, you know, I guess when you look at the Eagles and what they did last year in the past game, when you watch them now, what is not lining up? Because it's a lot of the same personnel. In fact, it's almost the same exact personnel. The only difference you got Swift instead of Sanders, you got uh, Jurgens instead of Samala. Zacchaeus played last night. But everybody else is the same. So why does it not aesthetically look the same? That's a great question. I think, first off, I think they're having so much success in the run game that we haven't had to see the passing group step up and make the big plays to win the game because down the stretch, they're running the ball to run out the clock and win these games. It's almost a non-factor. So they'll be times where I don't know when it will be, but when the Eagles aren't moving the ball, running the ball as well, and they're going to have to adjust. And I know you were talking before the, uh, before I jumped on the show here about Jalen running the football. And I think teams are making a conscious effort to not let him pull the football in the zone read game and the RPO game and use his feet because notoriously watching college football, watch with certain quarterbacks in the NFL, when they get moving and they get running, you can't guard it. Now, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like a Cam Newton. There's so many, so only so many hits your body can take. So, for me, I think the Eagles have that in their back pocket. That could come. And I think we all know what's coming in the past game. I just think the opportunities are there, sure, but they really haven't had to lean on. Yeah, you know, I think that's one thing that we're not seeing as much this year is that design hurts run as much as the RPO. These are straight runs and gaping holes last night. So I'll ask you, Colin Thompson, NFL tight end, played with the Carolina Panthers the last three seasons. What does it say about the Eagles' run game that they could run with such ease against a defense? It's one thing to do it against Minnesota where they don't have – you were in Minnesota's camp this year too. 
I don't know that you would even say, hey, look, I played in Minnesota with these guys. Their front is not as stout against the run as the Tampa front is, and the Eagles had their way with that front last night. I think the Eagles have their way with the vast majority of the NFL, and here's why. It's the old chicken or the egg. Is it the O-line? Is it the run scheme? Not really. That's it's pretty straightforward run games. It's a zone read, you know, little RPO. And then, or is it the wide receivers? Because they have to play with a cover two safety shell, which removes a player out of the box. So then you can run the ball against a six-man box. And the fact that Jalen runs so well, now he's viable in the run game. And that adds another aspect to it. So I think it's a numbers game, Mike. Add on the fact that they have the best personnel offensively you probably could put together in a salary cap er it's i mean other than the niners right it it's about as good as you're going to find so it's a chicken or the egg is it the o-line because they're so good or is it because the skill guys because they're so dynamic that they have to spread people out or is it the quarterback because if he pulls the bar and start running like we talked about how do you stop it i know everyone's big on the o-line and the o-line is in my opinion the best in the nfl but i think there's some more factors to it because they have so many weapons yeah, I mean, if you are on the defensive side of the ball and you're watching the Eagles, you essentially say, I can't stack the box to try to stop the run because then I'm kind of bare on the outside. Yeah, it's a great point. And you saw when the Minnesota had success, right? Like Minnesota was winning and right, and there was just the way they brought pressure and it was it was kind of not winning, excuse me, they were coming back, but um, they brought pressure and it it was rattling a little bit. And then, but when they had to start dropping into coverage and doing all this stuff, like the Eagles started running the ball at them. Like they could kind of call different plays and they just have a veteran quarterback now and the old line. So synergy wise, I think they're in a great spot. This is an interesting dichotomy of the league right now where things always make this change every so often. Well, defenses have now gone so light to try to defend the pass. The linebacker is no longer really a guy. You're not looking at Mike Singletary stepping in and helping out in the run game. These linebackers are smallish, so if teams are going to run at them, the linebackers aren't helping you out in the run game as much as they did 15 years ago. So is the league changing and saying, look, all these coordinators are saying, you're not going to beat us over the top. We'll let you catch the ball in front of us. Is the next step, we're just going to run the ball at you because you're too small. Yes. And they're going to remove tight ends from the picture, right? If they have the personnel to do it. Now you see these offenses with Kyle Shanahan situation where they have multiple tight ends and fullbacks and it's deception here, screen there, motion there, deep balls, all this different stuff. Then you have guys like the Eagles here where they don't even, they have a couple, two tight end sets, but they want to spread you out and make you cover everybody. And that's what we do at LCMR, honestly, no word of a lie. Like I've been involved in the offense there since I've started coaching down in Cape May. We spread people out and make them cover us and then run the ball right at you. Like, it's the same thing. So, no, it's a great point, Mike. I don't see the linebacker position, though, getting any bigger. They're not going to grow. They want to keep guys running and hitting. And, they're yeah, they're going to be able to give it up on these double teams. Colin Thompson, NFL tight end from the Colin Thompson Show on Not For Long Media. And, of course, uh, right here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. Can the Eagles pound their way to the Super Bowl. Is this a recipe, Colin Thompson, of success long-term? We're looking at Miami scoring 70. Can the Eagles be the opposite and pound their way to a Super Bowl? I think they can, and I think it's because of the combination of the talent, the combination of what they have when they do go up 
to win games, to go rush the passer, right? Like it's not a one-sided thing. And you saw last night the effect of special teams too. Like I thought they played really well. Obviously, Covey had a great day, but if you're watching the blocking schemes, guys were super smart with not – you didn't see any flags on the ground for blocking the back, right? That plays a big role in that. All those returns are always called back, right? There wasn't any of those. So field position battle, you win that. You go up 7 nothing, 14 nothing. Teams have to throw their way back into the game. The Eagles pass rush and defensive line period is really good, and they have good corners. So then offensively, you go back into running the running the ball to, you know, have success. We all know about the tush-push situation. Short, short yardage, they're winning that battle. So the Eagles stay in front of the sticks. And I think really to answer the question, though, is the combination of the talent and the coaches. Last night, six minutes and 30 seconds left in the first quarter, they line up in a spread formation after Covey's big, I believe it was a, punt return maybe it was a kickoff return but he got it out to mount midfield and first play they look like they're about to line up in a nice two by two set they're going to throw the ball get a quick you know hitch to brown or smith or you know throw a little flat to goddard to get the series going jam you know jalen pulls up like he's throwing the ball and they run a sweet little dive play where the o-line blocks down you know kelsey pulls around and blocks the front side backer and it's a 13 yard gain on first down like they just do – they run it different ways. They'll line up with tight ends. They'll do the tush-push. They'll run a draw play that looks awesome. And then, I, you know, I, I think the addition is swift. People forget that this guy was – should have been a first-round pick. He slipped to the beginning of the second round. Philly guy, St. Joe's Prep, South Jersey. So, awesome for him. And I've known DeAndre for a little bit now through our, our recruiting pass crossing a little bit. But I digress. I think it's the combination of what they have as an entire team will allow them to run – teams out of the building yeah by the way that was uh Kobe had a 52 yard return it set up the first uh, field goal of the game for Philadelphia and Kobe was a big factor in the game last night because he's been a guy the Eagles special teams have had a struggle the return game specifically they have not had a lot there let me flip it over Colin Thompson uh NFL tight end spent three seasons uh with the Carolina Panthers and was in camp with the Minnesota Vikings this training camp um what you like about the eagles defense last night i mean you give up 11 seemingly they were all over the place but i don't know was there something that stood out was this just a group effort why uh give us your thoughts on what you saw because there, there's so many guys you can ask about but you give up 11 and i don't know that anybody stood out yeah and that's the best part about it right like even go back to these niners teams that te people talk about and what they do you know, they have Warner and all these studs, but a bunch of guys make plays all the time, right? That's great defenses. I think it starts with Sean Desai. Of course they have the players, guys. Don't get me wrong here. Like, Hassan Reddick's one of the best in the league, and, like, people will say, like, a quiet night. The guy's, like, unbelievable. I played with him at, at Temple, and he was a walk-on, and he's from Camden. Like, amazing story. Um, so no, right. I mean, He did not – he had not one statistic. Now, and I say yeah. that saying that you look at the box score for Jalen Carter last night – he had yeah. two tackles, he had a half a sack, and he had a quarterback hit. You wouldn't be like, oh, ho, he filled up the stat sheet. But, but that's good teams, though, Mike. Impact. That's good teams. That's what. That's why when I people say, ugly win, it's like, well, everybody ate. Like, And people say, Hassan this, Hassan. No, just, just wait. He'll get it going. He always does. He's always been great. I played with him at Carolina, too. So, But I, the one thing I really noticed was Sean Desai, Mixing in a little bit from what he learned in Seattle last year as a really just a lower level coach. He got fired from Chicago when Matt Nagy got fired as a DC. I played for Sean in, uh, in uh, Chicago. He's another Temple grad. 
a professor in college. The guy is unbelievable, like we talked about last week. But they're running a little of that Hawk 3 when they bring the deep safety down. And you saw it with Blankenship early on. He came up and made a big play in the run game. They dropped the corner off, so then the receiver went and blocked the corner instead of the safety. Blankenship comes up unblocked. Big-time tackle in space. Uh, a little later on, you saw it in the scene game. Single high safety. They're trying to hit Godwin down the middle. Baker was late with it. Blankenship, boom, comes flying across because he's the free man and he's reading the quarterback and he's relating to number three from the other side of the field as the weak side safety. It's called Hawk 3. Everybody knows about Cam Chancellor. Thank God Cam was out of the league when I got into the league. But my point is it's the same thing, right? They're doing a little bit of that with Blankenship where, hey, they may not be the same guy's coverage as the you know post safety, but they're just great football players and they can come up and make plays. So that was the one thing I took away is the side bringing a little bit of that over from Seattle. Uh, by the way, Jalen Carter uh, is second among all NFL defensive tackles with 15 pressures. The guy who leads the league, Javon Hargrave, has 18. But Carter, I'm sure, plays a lot less snaps right now than Hargrave does. So that shows you the impact that he's having. I thought uh, Desai making the decision last night, Colin, to move Bradbury to the slot, showing his versatility. I'm wondering if that's a long-term thing. Or is it just because of Godwin last night? I think there's always a little bit of everything in the mismatch, right? When you face Mike Evans and Godwin, and you got to put your best two guys on them. So who knows how it will pan out? The thing is, all these teams have so many weapons now. Like, go back to Minnesota. They have, like, four guys, Hawkinson, Addison. I mean, you name them. They yeah. got them. You just brought that up, and I think it's a great point. It's something that we talked about on the show before you jumped on. They got skill players, but the line is the star, man. The line oh, is at Minnesota's line. You were there. I know you might not want to say it, but their line is their issue. It's been for a long time. Their line has been there. They're better. They've gotten better. They had some injuries against Philadelphia, but they've had skill players, Dalvin and Thielen and Jefferson, and their line has held them back. Like you said earlier, I was listening to the show. Draft day could get real boring when you're drafting O-line and D-lineman. But, man, in September and October, and really when it matters, because let's 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 not any, anybody fool you. Like, these wins all matter. Don't get me wrong. But every good coach always talks about November and December. Always. Yep. And I think you have to have that mindset as a player, too. Like, I'm getting prepared for those big-time games, and I need to play my best down the stretch. That's how you get paid as a player. That's how you get – you know, all your pro bowl and all that, those votings, but also your team, you know, I need to play my best for my team to win. And I think you need to win down the stretch point blank period. Uh, by the way, Hargrave, 127 snaps this season, Carter, 89. So that just gives you an indication. Hargrave leads the league in pressures. He's played yeah. almost not, you know, a third more of the snaps than Jalen Carter. He's Colin Thompson, uh, NFL tight end, Carolina Panthers, three seasons. Uh, and also, of course, a coach down at lower K may, played at Temple, and uh, played in the XFL, the AAF, a lot of football in his background. And he's the host of the Colin Thompson Show on Not For Long Media. And you can check that out on all social media platforms. And he's right here each week on the Sports Bat to break down the film. It'll be Eagles Commanders next week. We'll be taking a look at what Washington and Philly look like as they meet in Philly this Sunday right here on 97.3 ESPN. All right, Colin Thompson, good to see you, bud. Great D-line for Washington. We'll see how it goes. Appreciate you, Mike. Right, uh, there you go. There's a little preview of the matchup. Great D-line, he says, in 
Washington. All right, we come back. We got all your text messages. I all right, appreciate Mike Gill 973 coming on again. A little unique podcast we have here, folks. I think uh, hey, why not? I join Mike's show every week. Let's create some more content for the Colin Thompson show, not for long media. Mike is a great guy and has been generous giving me some stage time, some radio time in uh, South Jersey. Hope everyone has a great day. More to come this week from the Colin Thompson Show and not from on here.